so I've kind of been thinking about how people communicate lately and the scary thing is that there are so many forms of communication now if you're an able-bodied and able-minded person you will primarily rely upon speech it's the most natural the easiest normally and allows you to convey a lot of information in a short period of time but not everyone has the ability to speak or necessarily comprehends speech but can use alternate methods or they find symbols and images easier to comprehend than they do speech but there are an awful lot of forms of communication out there that can be used by people that don't rely upon speech or even written language to communicate now kind of the, i think the most mainstream kind of forms that most people know of are for those that are blind now if you said to somebody how would a blind person read a book or potentially communicate they would probably say braille and that's right braille is often the most common form of written language for blind people it's become that because it's basically the alphabet in a series of dots and that's great it, it gives them a way to communicate that doesn't rely upon some fancy system or having everything recorded in audio format now I didn't realize though that there are several other forms of kind of tactile language available until recently one that I've learnt of is called moon symbols and it's similar to braille in that it's a raised pattern that conveys a word but it differs to braille in that it's meant to be I believe kind of a simplified version of braille in that it's not as complicated to learn or understand I've not seen a lot of it seems to be so for example if you look at the word book it would look very similar to a sighted person to the word book written but there would be a tactile element to it now the way I've seen it done is using something called Zyfuse paper which is a special kind of paper that you can print on and then you run through a kind of heating process and it causes the parts that are printed on to raise from the paper and that allows text to basically leap off the page and it allows you to you could type up a whole page pages worth and books worth of content and it wouldn't necessarily be much bigger than a normal book or normal text 
but it would allow you to read it with your fingertips, which I still find fascinating. I think it's incredible that people can learn to do that. They can read through simply touch, and it goes to show that sheer miraculous way that the human mind works and how it processes information. But I also didn't realise there are so many other kind of ways that somebody who is blind or somebody who has a learning difficulty can communicate. And I kind of had a look at a few. So for example, one way that somebody who is deaf might communicate is through sign language. And sign language alone, there are so many different forms, format systems in place. So I live in the UK, and in the UK, the primary form is BSL, British Sign Language. And that's great for us over here, but it differs to... ASL and other kind of international sign language conventions but then there are also loads of kind of sub things involved with it for example I didn't know that till recently that you can have accents almost in sign and that that fascinates me I think that's amazing that you can have accents within a kind of form of language that is done with your hands but also there's something called Makaton, which is similar to BSL, has some differences, but it also has symbols that go along with it. Um, and symbols are a whole other thing which I'll kind of get to. Um, there are other kind of forms of sign, for example. <clears throat> so there's something called tactile sign language where a person put his or her hands over the signer's hands to feel the shape, movement and location of the signs and they may even kind of touch the person's face to kind of get a better understanding of kind of the emotion behind it. Um, you can also have finger spelling so that is where people could kind of spell um, words using just kind of fingers um, to represent letters or words and I suppose the thing that I, I kind of struggle with is that there are so many ways that people communicate and interact with each other and it kind of makes me wonder why we don't standardize and there aren't a lot of areas to be fair that people standardize in any way verbal language for a start that's not standardized there have been attempts at creating a universal language and that's failed miserably but if you're mentally and physically capable, you can adapt easier than you could if you were physically or mentally handicapped. And it seems odd 
that in scenarios where somebody is physically or mentally challenged that you're kind of bombarding them with several options all of which could be wrong for them or several of which could be right and it then comes down to their personal preference or even the instructor's personal preference as to which should be taught but for example sign language it seems odd given that if you're deaf you have no need for a verbal language so why not have a worldwide sign language I mean, yes, there are words in certain languages which don't exist in others and such, and I suppose it's kind of one of those things that you couldn't translate an entire language into sign. That would be very difficult to do. And yes, you might have to rely upon kind of spelling the word out. But for basic words, it seems odd that you there isn't a kind of universal system or global system in place. But... The same also applies, though, for visual communication methods. So I mentioned earlier about symbols, and sometimes symbols are used to kind of identify a place, a person, an activity, object, things like that. So you might have a picture of a house to represent that you're at home, or a picture of a knife and fork to represent food or eating and there are so many different symbol sets out there that people use and the kind of main ones are or at least in the UK uh, you've got PCS which is picture communication symbols you've got widget symbols you've then got symbol sticks and list symbols and each one has its own kind of way of representing it and yes there are things which will be very close or very similar to between these sets that's just kind of the way it is for example if you're trying to denote a car you would have a picture of a car you wouldn't have a picture of a tree to denote a car it wouldn't make visual sense to anyone but given that if you're having to use the symbols you're more than likely working with people that need consistency in every single part of their lives whether that be at home at school at work out and about it seems odd that you've got companies vying for a market the greatest market share and it shouldn't be about that it should be about making sure that the end user has the best experience that they can have and that they feel comfortable no matter where they go and that they can communicate no matter where they go but I mean, like I said, I, I find it odd that things such as mental and physical disability often comes down to financial issues or it all boils down to money, 
profits, market shares, things like this. And unfortunately, the companies that will do things for free kind of get overlooked because they don't have the money to put into development or promotion. So they kind of appear, they kind of appear and disappear overnight. And some might kind of carry on in some way, shape, or form. But nine times out of ten, they won't really gain any traction with it. And it's not their fault, it's the fault of, I would say, a lot of these companies are behind symbols and communication methods and all of this kind of market, as it were making sure that nobody gets in the way of their profit margins or their market share when it shouldn't be about any of that like I said I, I feel that any aid that is offered to somebody whether it be because they have a mental disability or a physical disability or both that the care shouldn't come with the hidden agenda of making sure that this product is advertised or this particular product is used as opposed to another product. It should be about making sure the quality of care is the best that it can be and that person can interact with anything and anyone at any time. And there are some kind of hidden standards that are used. For example, I found out about how in the UK, when you get to crossings, the pavement will change and the pavement will become tactile. And there are different patterns and shapes that are used to represent different scenarios or kind of situations as to what the area might be like or the terrain and I thought that was fantastic and that's standardised but then that standard kind of ends at the pavement and it's kind of oh it needs to carry on it needs to be used in other scenarios you need to be able to take that and expand it to the point whereby it's a whole set of touch and visual systems that make sure the user knows what is going on at all times. Because if you have a physical disability, such as blindness or your death, you can lose out on so much information that is around you. For example, if you're blind and you go to a crossing, you might feel the pavement is different, so you know something, so you know you're at a crossing. But you won't see a crowd of people across the road, maybe. You won't see a car coming that wants to rush a yellow light. So you need to make sure that there are standards in place all along a route. And, for example, you could have a small section on a lamppost that indicates this is a lamppost. 
And yes, it's one of those things that people would be say, well, you just feel it and you'd kind of know it's an post. And if you had sight, yes, you would. But if you feel something and it just feels like cold metal in this kind of cylinder form, you could think that's anything. But unfortunately, it doesn't happen. Um, but yeah. And oh yes, my I think the main kind of point of this was that I kind of just wanted to go over some different forms of communication that are out there, and to kind of get across my gripe that there aren't any standards regarding communication for people that have some form of disability, when there really should. So, yeah, I hope you listened to the end and hope it wasn't too boring. Um, but thanks for listening if you did. And, yeah, cheers and goodbye.